Thank you, praise and worship choir. Appreciate that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It is good to see you here today. The Lord has made a day for us. He said, just rejoice in it and let him know. He's here, isn't he? He is here. I, I want to say a word about uh, not only last night, but the last few weeks, uh, how that this church has rallied together and it has said something about you and who you are and the ministry of this church as you have a heart for God and a heart for God gives you a heart for each other and you're able to help and be able to minister. Uh, you ministered to a family with those two precious little boys and you don't know yet what God has in store for this church through those boys and uh, as they grow up. But look at all the other people you ministered to uh, last night, especially as they came. So I want to say thank you again uh, to everyone. I know this has been said already twice today, but I want to take that privilege too to say thank you to every one of you who volunteered to work and all the hard work you put in uh, to make it a success. And I know that God's hand was upon you and has given you special energy too. Why don't you just give each other a round of applause for uh, appreciation to each other uh, for the work. Thank you. Amen. (coughs) This week has been bad, hasn't it? But a lot of, lot of disturbing acts of violence. A lot of things going on. Man in Florida sending pipe bombs all across the United States of America. Whether we agree with the parties or disagree, that has nothing to do with it. We see acts of violence, hatred, people hating Enough that they would be willing to do anything to destroy and try to get their own way or recognition. Man who went into a Jewish synagogue yesterday morning and just started shooting and killed at least 11 and maybe more are died by now. I don't know. I have not heard the latest, but wounded even more and even police officers and those who came to help. What hatred. And the word was, all Jews need to die. None of them need to live. Hatred. People live in a life of hatred, full of hatred. We have coming up from Central America people who are still coming and saying that they're going to invade our borders. They're going to come into the United States and... We know that much of this is orchestrated by hatred, hatred all the way, and it's been propagated. In fact, how do we know how many of these folk are being paid by maybe even some people that are full of hate in the United States of America itself? I understood that they were offered some kind of asylum, perhaps, before they even got here, and they said, no, we're going to continue to come. So our country is being invaded by foreigners, by not that we don't want people here, 
but they don't want to come the right way. We have folk here right now. We probably have some folk here in Roxburgh that are trying to do it right to become a citizen of this great nation. But hatred is trying to stop that for everyone. And hatred is the thing that is pulling us down. All over the world, people are unhappy. All over the, all over the world, everywhere you go, people are unhappy. And because of being unhappy, hatred grows. And, and it seemingly just grows greater and greater and greater and maybe even getting sympathy in some senses by not us, but, you know, the world and those who are full of hatred and are wanting their way. What if they get their way? What are they going to have anyway? Well, I didn't come here to preach that. I came here this morning to talk to you about uh, the idea is if you're happy, say amen. If you're happy, say amen. Now, you're going to think we're silly, okay? Do you remember that song, If You're Happy and You Know It, Say Amen? Then we go a little further. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. You go a little further. If you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. If you're happy and you know it, turn around. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. I want you to stand right now, okay? Now, I'm not a song leader, so you're going to be along with me, and, and, and there's a reason why that I want us to do this, okay? I'm not trying to pull us down to elementary or children level, but maybe we need a little child inside of us. Don't? In fact, there is a child living in all of us anyway, and uh, we need to let that come out sometime, okay? Well... I'm going to try, okay? <laughs> All right, let's go. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Amen. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, turn around. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. Amen. Man, we're going to go through, aren't we? <laughs> All right, we're going to do all, okay? If you're happy and you know it, do every one of them. Turn around. <laughs> what else? Stomp your feet. You forgot it. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, say amen. 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 All right. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you could do it. It was in you all the time. And you wanted to do that, didn't you? Well, let me tell you something. Happiness is important in the midst of all that this stuff that's going on. Because you see, if we're not careful, we can allow the hatred of the world to infiltrate and to destroy our happiness if we don't have it in the right place. And the Bible says in the book of John, 1 John, the little Johns, 1 John chapter 1, and uh, I want to read a couple of verses here. I'm going to be doing more of a topical message. A topical message does not... Uh, take the points directly from the scriptures, but it is kind of a bouncing off point. It is a place to to help me to say what I need to say and to bring it into our language, into our day today. 
The Bible says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we'd looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. He's talking about Jesus, isn't it? Talking about Jesus. The life was manifested, and we have seen, and we bear witness, and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, was manifested to us. That which we have seen, heard, and declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, uh, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. In other words, he's saying that you may be happy, that you may be full of happiness. This is the message which we've heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Isn't it ironic that Tracy did the children's story on the pumpkin and the light? that is shining forth. And if we say that we have fellowship with him, walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk into the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, and I'm adding this, I did I put this in the bulletin, but if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Would you bow again for prayer? Father, We've taken a part of your living truth. And John of old was sharing about you. He had seen you. He had touched you. He had walked with you. And you reminded us that neither have we seen him personally, but yet we walk in the light if we love him. We have fellowship with him. And we have fellowship with each other. But there's always the possibility that, that we could be unhappy. We could be like the folk that are all around us. We may not ever shoot anyone. We may not ever do those uh, things detrimental to people by sending pipe bombs. We may not do any of those kind of crazy things. But a lot of times... We do other things because of our unhappiness. And so help us today as we go out of this room in just a few moments that we will remain happy and that you will have engirded happiness deep in our innards that we shine forth the light. You said if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. We believe that, Father. And we're going to test that today. Thank you now for hearing us. In your name we pray. Amen. Happiness then is everything that everyone hopes to achieve in his life or his lifetime, isn't it? Very simple concept. Yet it seems that the world and a lot of times the church 
has problems obtaining that, and we create all kind of obstacles to keep that from happening in our lives. He wants us to be happy. When I said, if you're happy and you know it, say amen, that's the way he wants you. You're saying amen, so be wherever you go. Even though you don't use the word amen, amen, when you talk to people, you smile and let that, that glorify. See, there's many of you, I see smiles in this room today, all that you're saying, you're glorifying God. It's coming forth from you. That light is shining forth. But there's two things that I want to leave with you today, two questions, and try to answer those questions. What happens to unhappy people? What happens to us when we become unhappy? Well, there is a sense of unhappiness is created when you desire more than you deserve. Listen to that. I borrowed this statement. A sense of unhappiness is created when you and I desire more than we deserve. As the saying go, you've used this saying all of your life. First deserve and then desire. If you desire for something, but you're not ready to walk in it and to grow in it and to work in it, you're not ready for it. Because we're desiring something, perhaps this too big, perhaps it's greater than, than what we need, and we think it's going to make us happy, by the way, but yet it goes on to say that a balloon burst with the expectations that you think that you and I deserve. Does that make sense? The balloon that we are blowing up, we think we deserve and we must have ourselves with that expectation that we think that we ought to have explodes right in front of us. And then there we are and we become unhappy because we do not have or did not get what we need. Now, a couple of thoughts that I give to you and uh, keep in mind, we're still thinking about and we're still processing what John talked about, about Jesus in 1 John chapter 1 here. In fact, it, uh, all of 1 John and 2 John, 3 John as well. All of this has to deal with our light as it shines and the happiness that God wants us to have and to be. One of the things that creates unhappiness in us is a word that we hear all the time. It's a little word, but it's a big word too. And it is gossip. It is gossip that can cause us to become unhappy. Listen, only people who gossip are people whose personal lives are not fulfilling enough in themselves. So because of that, you're not happy in your life. And you desire perhaps what others have, and perhaps you want to talk about or gossip about them to make ourselves feel better. Does that make sense? So we gossip about it. 
All of us in this room are guilty of gossiping. I mean, we've gossiped before in our lives. And you know what it does. It creates unhappiness in our lives. It cannot bring any kind of happiness at all. And in fact, what it does, it creates, if we're not careful, uh, a jealous kind of a life, a jealous lifestyle, gossip. Secondly, I want to bring out the idea that uh, something that can create unhappiness in our lives would be thinking negatively. This creates unhappiness. Now, go back to all the things that I said in the introduction about the pipe bomber, about the shooter. Now, you think that these people did this at the spur of the moment? No, they didn't. This was planned. This action was planned. The caravan of people marching toward our borders was planned. It didn't just happen overnight. And we're finding out uh, that perhaps we have some other people, maybe from other countries that are involved in the marches as well. And we'll probably soon find out that it's been paid for and it is being propagated by our own people or some of our own people. And it's sad, isn't it? And I'm not going to get into politics so much at this point, but it's sad when, you, when we have such evil politics now, isn't it? I mean, that we throw at each other until we create hatred to, toward each other. I hate you if you're a Republican. I hate you if you're a Democrat. That's, that's what it's going on. So it's, it's causing division among us. So if we think negatively about, you know, they, these thoughts could really start creating inside of us negative feelings and negative thought. Negative people are always complaining about anything and everything while on the other side, okay? They create these feelings and complain about those other people. They're negative in their life. Now, I know you've heard this before. You take a glass of water and you pour water in that glass. And some of you in business perhaps use this in some of your uh, meetings when you're talking to your employees and you're training them. And I know this, this is, is, is used. And you ask those employees with that glass of water, it may, you know, I don't want to call the name. This is the size of it, 16 ounces, but it only has 8 ounces in it, okay? So what would you say? Would you say that that glass of water is half full or half empty? And you'll have as many people perhaps saying uh, either that it's half full and half empty. But can I tell you that the optimist people, those who are optimistic, will say that it's half full. They are saying that it, as they look at that, they, they approach things with an optimistic look. It's going to fill on up. It's not going to drop back down. It's not going to go away. It's going to get more in it, and, and they have a positive outlook. And in fact, they don't mind failing. But on the other hand, the other half of people 
who are pessimistic may see the glass and they see it as half empty. They see it getting smaller and smaller. We may feel like this with the stock market right now, okay? And you could probably said you could have said anything else except that. But if you're watching your retirement, and, and I've, I've lost a bunch over the years, and it makes you nervous. I mean, it starts making you nervous. And then God says, listen, quit being nervous about it. I'm going to take care of you anyway. But it still makes you nervous. And, but the optimist says, you know what? It's going to come back. The pessimist says, no, it's going to go lower. It's going to go away. We're going to lose everything. They expect the worst of everything in life. It could be in church. The pessimist just looks at everything with a low sense of expectation. But the optimist looks at it as a positive outreach. And, it, and we may go down in things. We may not get everything we want. But guess what? God's going to provide for us. Well, also, you can use the idea uh, that most of those people who are unhappy a lot of times act out of jealousy also uh, with what people have and perhaps what they don't have and the possessions of other people. They have all the good fortunes, you know, and all this other, the pleasures and all of this. But let me tell you, that will make us unhappy. Not only that, but those people who are, live a life of unhappiness are always trying to seek revenge also all around them. And they become unhappy. They won't stop feeling that revenge. They won't give up for what's happening. They won't give up on it. I mean, they, they're going to continue to go on and uh, they're going to hold a grudge or whatever it is and uh, they live a life of unhappiness. Sometimes we all are guilty of that as well, aren't we? Sometimes we find ourselves that way. They argue for the sake of just being right. I mean, they're going to argue your face. I mean, they're going to stand and argue to a, a, a post out there. They feel like that they're right on everything that they are. And they want to force everything on everybody else. They argue. They're, they're unhappy. They argue. They avoid their own problems too. They avoid their own problems. They will not allow God to speak and hear Jesus. I mean, John is saying we all have sin. We may have some saw logs in our eye. And we need to be getting that out before we try to get it out of the speck out of somebody's eye, don't we? But here, it makes us unhappy when we deal that, that way. All right? Let's move to happiness. And I, I'd rather stay on happy happiness. And, uh, I mean, we could go on and on. I could keep you here all day talking about things that would make you unhappy. But what is it that really creates the happiness? Well, I think you know that it's a personal relationship with God, of course. And happiness has been said to relate to life 
satisfaction, appreciation of life itself, moments of pleasure that we see, God moments in our lives. Overall, it has to do with the positive experiences of of the emotions of who you are, and you're made that way. The ancient Greeks define happiness as happiness is the joy that we all feel when we're striving after potential. Can I read that statement again? That's not original with me. Again, I borrowed this statement. The ancient Greeks define happiness as happiness is joy that we feel when we're striving after potential. It can help us to be happy. It is an inter-quality that you possess inside of you. John talked about this inner quality, this inner light, this inner joy. If you've noticed there, he concludes that chapter by saying that your joy may be full. Happiness, happiness is what he wants. You may have everything, I may have everything in the world that I could possibly ever want or have. But it doesn't bring me true pleasure. It doesn't bring me true happiness. I may have pleasure. I may have possessions. I may have power. But the like of peace of mind that you get with true happiness never comes until we have that inner happiness. Spirituality can provide us with meaning in our spiritual lives. It's a sense in our lives of, of uh, stability, our liveness, that that's really living inside of us, a sense of contentedness. In other words, we're content with who God is helping us to be and contented with others and something bigger that comes along too that maybe even be beyond our greatest imaginations that God gives to us. People who feel their life has meaning are happier. People who feel that their lives have meaning are happier people. They're always happier people. Our sense of spirituality is deeply personal and individualistic, meaning that you can't make me happy. I'm the only one that can do that. And I have to allow God to do that in my life. Because if I, if I depend on you for happiness, you see, there's where jealousy and all the other things comes in again. Because you couldn't do enough to make me happy. Now we get happy, don't misunderstand, we have appreciation of each other and we have thanks for each other and we're happy with our relationships with each other and God has done that and is doing that for us. But yet inside we must possess that personal spirituality, individualistic inside of us to be able to receive the joy that is presented to each of us. Spiritual people are gracious people. They're optimistic people. They're compassionate people. 
and their self-actualized people yesterday and the last few weeks has proven that here at Theresa Baptist Church because you have allowed yourself to grow beyond yourself. You are happy and you wanted to make someone else happy. You were content with who you are and you wanted to help someone else. And I saw a group of this coming together as we put our arms around each other and did this together. Well, what happens to true happy people? I want to tell you something. They don't hold grudges. True happy people don't hold grudges. They forget and they will forgive and they will allow those negative feelings that crowd into our lives to somehow be sifted away by the Holy Spirit of God. If we don't, it will cause depression, it'll cause anxiety, it'll cause stress, and it'll get us down and we will become unhappy. But we must let go. We must let go. We must treat, and this is another example of true happy people. People treat everyone with kindness. We may not like everyone that is around us, but we treat people with kindness. There's a hormone inside of you that goes to work and eases tension inside of you and lifts your spirit whenever you treat people with kindness. And that is true of the body. Even if a person's not a Christian, that still is at work and it can help us to be happy. But the Christian knows what true happiness is, don't they? True Christians and true happy people express gratitude for what they already have and possess. The happiest people in the world, happiest of people in the world are those who may not have everything or perhaps there is maybe even some needs that they have, but they're satisfied with what God and content with what God has given them. That doesn't mean we don't have a dream because that's what I wanted to say next. Happy people dream. Happy people dream. And I've talked to you a lot about dreams over the last month or so, but you get in the habit of dreaming, dreaming the possibilities, and you're doing that. Your transition team is, is, is bringing together things to bring the church together to dream that the church can continue being happy, being happy for God. Dream big. Don't sweat the little stuff. Encourage each other. Don't make excuses for those things and people and blame other people for maybe our own failures. Avoid comparing ourselves with others. If we're not careful, that puts us back again into unhappiness. Choose our friends and those around us wisely. Those that support and encourage and can lift us up in happiness. Tell the truth. Don't tell lies. Tell the truth. Even though the truth sometimes gets us in trouble, it sets us free.
And you say, what's it going to get us in trouble? Well, somebody might not like it. And that gets us in trouble, but it set you free. Because you're and people will see you, and you don't live a life of stress. You're happy because you're telling the truth. Establish personal control, and then accept what you cannot change yourself. As the musicians come, I want to leave with you, and I may have given you part of this list uh, before, but there are some uh, things that I want to conclude with. If you just stand, our musicians and leaders come, I want to say these before I go down in front. Ten rules for the happy life. Have a faith relationship and journey with God. Give something away. Always give things away with no strings attached. Do a kind of deed. Forget it. No strings attached again. Someone said spend a few moments with an aged person and hear what they have to say. Look in the eyes as we did yesterday of the little twins as we face them and, and, and see what God is doing in their lives. Laugh often. Be able to laugh and laugh at yourself. Give thanks where it's needed. We're not just talking about just giving thanks to God, but we're talking about being thankful to each other for what we do for each other. This could be hundreds of times a day. Pray. That don't mean you have to get on your knees to pray. You can pray where you're at hundreds of times a, a day again. Plan as though that you're going to live forever. Make plans that you're going to be here forever. And then live as though that you may die in the next minute of time. Because you and I are going to die sometimes. And it may be here sooner than we think. And I want to go back to number one again. All of this is surrounded by faith relationship in Jesus. I don't know where the Holy Spirit has spoken today. But we're going to sing a song of invitation and give you the opportunity Maybe you've already made a decision, but give you the opportunity to make a decision in your life. Am I really happy? Am I unhappy? Why am I unhappy? Let the Holy Spirit tell us why we're unhappy. Am I happy? Just praise God with it, okay, as we sing.